Aloha. How's it going? Melekaliki Maka. Merry Christmas. And happy holidays to all of you. Thank you for joining me on the last bonfire for 2021. What a crazy year it's been. <laughs> Nervous laughter. Before we jump into the story, big news from Spotify. Podcast listeners can now leave a rating. Finally. So if you enjoy the Ghost Lore of Hawaii podcast, please leave a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts or both. So enough of the business talk. Tonight's episode is small kind different. When I first heard this story, it was one of the most unique, creepy tales I've heard in a while. The original story is by Yoshida Yuki, a Japanese horror writer and occult researcher who told this tale on YouTube's channel Kyofu. The only catch being, it's all in Japanese. Luckily, I stumbled across the Kaidan Japanese Scary Stories podcast. Host Ryoko translates Japanese scary stories into English, along with commentary by her co-host Kat. This is my interpretation of Yoshida Yuki's story, with a little Uncle Jared twist at the end. Is third person a regular thing now? While Yoshida Yuki's version is based in Japan, it instantly reminded me of a few related experiences I had as a young child in Hawaii. I'll elaborate. So cuddle up to the fire with a green bottle. Christmas lights aren't the only things getting lit tonight. Real subtle. And let's get into this. Jamie kicked at a pebble as she strolled down the dirt road on her way home from school. She was in the middle of her fourth grade year and was popular with kids of all ages. Jamie was extremely open-minded and empathetic, making her wise beyond her years. Hey, Jay, (laughs) I made that up. Can I walk home with you? Before seeing who asked the question, Jamie already knew. Faye. Jamie and Faye were in the same class, but had never really interacted before. Faye was quiet, choosing to keep to herself rather than make friends with the rest of the class. She was quickly labeled weird by their peers, an all-too-common trope for the misunderstood. Although the two never talked, Jamie was always nice to Faye, offering a smile instead of a sneer whenever they'd cross paths. Hey, Faye, Jamie replied, copying the rhyme. Yeah, of course you can walk with me. Faye ran to catch up 
and the two continued in the direction Jamie had been heading. They skipped, hopped, and laughed all along the walk. Yeah, Faye was different, but down to it, she was just a kid who was amused by the same things as other kids. Want to see my pet bird? Faye suddenly asked in a strange but hopeful tone. It can talk too. Want to see? Uh, sure. Jamie answered, not really wanting to. How far away? Sweet, come on, this way! Faye shouted before Jamie could finish her concern. The two girls ran, Jamie following right behind Faye, to the street perpendicular to the one Jamie's family lived on. Oh, you live super close. I never knew that. They stopped at the entrance of a modest one-story home. The front lawn overgrown. Weeds six inches tall sprung out of the cracks in the empty driveway. Faye told Jamie to turn around as she took the spare key from its hiding spot, unlocked the door, then returned it. Okay, you can turn around. You didn't see, did you? Nah. Pinky promise? Yeah, don't worry. They kicked off their slippers, leaving them at the door, like all locals do, but usually more neatly. In Hawaii, shoes are not worn indoors, ever. Like the popular saying goes, please leave your shoes at the door, but don't take better ones when you leave, paraphrasing. The interior of the house was dark, and musty. The horizontal blinds were drawn. The jealousy windows closed tight. The home was tidy, but still had the grime from decades of family living. The eerie silence indicating they were the only ones home. Come on this way. Faye's parents both worked long hours at one of the hotels, so she was used to being alone most of the time. The pet bird was passed down to Faye for company and as a lesson in responsibility. But the truth was, her parents hated the bird. Jamie would soon learn why. Jamie followed her new acquaintance down a long, dark hallway. All two or three of the doors they passed were closed, so the mid-afternoon Hawaiian sun did little to aid their vision. After reaching the last door on the left. Hey. Faye stopped and turned to Jamie. Even through the darkness, Jamie saw the worry on Faye's face. Don't be scared, okay? Don't run away. 
Jamie already felt like running away. She was involuntarily clenching her fists as a bead of nervous sweat trickled down her forehead. Curiosity got the best of her. Let's get into this, Jamie whispered. Faye pushed the door open. The smell was the first thing to hit Jamie. It was a mixture of farm and foul. Hauna, stinky. With a hint of mothball. The small room was only slightly more illuminated than the hallway and seemed to be more of a storage space than bedroom or office. A maze of boxes piled in all corners of the room and along the wall. An old surfboard was propped up against a desk and a foldable canopy frame lay on its side. Jamie thought it resembled the exoskeleton of a giant dead spider. Creepy, huh? You say something? Oh, nothing. Then... Jamie heard shuffling coming from the center of the room. She whipped her head in the direction of the noise. A large figure loomed in the center of the room, roughly six feet tall. Jamie said involuntarily as she backed up into Faye. Don't worry, it can't hurt you. It's locked up. They slowly approached the figure, Jamie letting out a sigh of relief when she realized the tall presence in the room wasn't a person or animal, but a large cage covered with a blanket. Ah! Light flooded the room as Faye pulled the blinds open. She casually strolled to the cage and removed the covering. Jamie's jaw dropped. The first thing she noticed was the size of the large bird. If you could call that creature a bird... It seemed to be just as big as the girls themselves, but Jamie couldn't really tell. The cage was huge, and the thing occupied most of it. But before Jamie could really even ponder its size, she realized the bird was bald. The featherless bird looked like a grocery store chicken, except its bare, chafing skin had a flushed, purplish hue from the blood that still pumped through its veins. Unlike the pale, colorless carcasses you'd find at the store, its jagged, yellow beak 
was just as piercing as its eyes. The bird's grotesque, rosy skin twitched as it rocked back and forth on its perch. Why doesn't it have hair? Uh, uh, Feathers, I mean? I'm not sure. We only got it a couple of years ago. It used to be my uncle's, but he passed away. He never had a wife or nothing, so we were the only ones who could take the bird. Faye had never met her uncle, but learned he had the bird for over 15 years. Dang, that's probably why Stebolo Head bald. That's ancient in bird years. How old is it? Not sure, but some birds, like parrots, can be over 90 years old, Faye answered. Jamie kept asking questions, fascinated. She learned they didn't even know what kind of bird it was, but Faye's parents thought it could be a mina bird, but they never seen one so big. Then, out of nowhere, Jamie heard. Damn it. Damn it. She looked around, thinking Faye's father had come home. But the two were still alone. (laughs) It's him, Faye nervously laughed. As she nudged the cage. Damn it. Jamie had never heard a bird sound like that before. Damn it. All the talking parrots she'd seen had high pitched caws, even when replicating English words. But this bird sounded like a male smoker in his 50s. My parents say that it sounds exactly like my uncle, but I've never heard his voice before. Why me? I'm so alone. By this time, the bare, pinkish bird, the smell, the dark room, all began freaking Jamie out. Why? Faye picked up on Jamie's unease and interjected. I'm sorry, you're you're totally weirded out, aren't you? Well, this is nothing, because it's still daytime. At night is when it's bad. Jamie felt chicken skin run down her arm and neck. What does that even mean? Well, nighttime, at around three in the morning, every morning, it starts crying out in a much worse way. At 3 a.m., like clockwork, the balding bird begins making a deep, guttural sound that is not English. Yeah. <sighs>
every night for 20 or 30 minutes, the bird keeps repeating in that low groan. What does... I, I don't understand, Jamie said, trying to calm her nerves. You know how I said my uncle passed away a couple of years ago? Yeah? Well, he actually committed suicide. She went on to explain that her uncle hanged himself. His deceased body found dangling in front of the bird's cage. The pet witnessing the entire ordeal. The was the bird replicating the creaking of the rope as the uncle's body hanged lifeless. Every night at around 3 a.m., the time the uncle is suspected to have killed himself, the bird begins its replaying the suicide of the family's dead relative. Understandably, Faye's parents hate the bird and refuse to even be in the same room as it. They pass all responsibility of the pet to Faye, making her feed and clean up after it. By this point, Jamie decided she'd had enough of this odd experience. Uh, what time is it? Oh, look at that! I gotta go! She politely thanked Faye for inviting her over as she backed away from the cage, afraid of turning her back on the horrid creature. She speed walked down the hall and back to the front door. She was thankful to be back in the bright afternoon sunlight. Jamie jogged down the driveway and looked back as Faye stood at the front door of the house, waving goodbye. Jamie gave a half smile and waved back before sprinting all the way home. Later that night, while laying in bed, Jamie couldn't help but think back on the strange creature and classmate. But it was the last part that kept Jamie awake for most of that night. The information that was the tipping point in Jamie's wanting to GTFO get the f*** out of the girl's home. That's not all, Faye said, 
referring to the bird's replicated creaking noises. She went on to explain. After 20 or 30 minutes of the birds creaking, out of nowhere, it starts screaming. I'm falling! Help me! Where am I? Please! Please help me! What is that? Oh my god! What is that? Help me! No! No! Get away! Get away from me! Get away! After shouting the phrases four or five times, the bird just stops and is quiet for the rest of the night. Only to start the horrible events again the next day. While tossing and turning in bed, Jamie pondered the strange ordeal. If the bird was copying what had happened to the uncle, the depressing sayings, the creaking rope, then no wonder Faye's parents hated the bird. They were forced to relive their relative's suicide over and over each day. There was one thing Jamie couldn't really figure out. If the suicide was replicated the same way each night, and the creaking of the rope went on for half an hour, the uncle was definitely dead by that point. So why did the bird then start shouting that it was falling? Unless the bird picked up on more than just the physical world. Did it witness the uncle falling into hell? The haunting phrases replayed over and over in Jamie's mind. The school year flashed by, and although Jamie was still friendly to Faye, she also kept her distance. That whole incident made her skin crawl. It didn't help that since the after-school visit, she had constant nightmares of the strange creature perched on her window, staring at Jamie while she slept.
The two girls never really interacted much after that, besides a high here and there. Except for one last time. It was the last day of school for the year, and Jamie was on her way home. Faye chased her down, as she did earlier in the year. Hey, Jay. And the two walked home together. Hey, Faye. Thanks for being so nice to me this year. No one really talks to me, so it was nice that we got to hang out, Faye said with a smile. Faye told Jamie her dad got a job on the mainland, so they would be moving as soon as the school year ended. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was nice having you in class, Jamie said politely. How's that... your bird? Oh, I didn't tell you? It's... gone. Oh, it... It died? Old age? No. It escaped. Faye explained that not too long after Jamie's visit, she went into the room to feed the bird and found the cage empty. The bars of the cage pried open from the inside. It broke through one of the windows. We found broken glass and blood, but nothing else. They thought it wouldn't survive long, or at least people in the neighborhood would report sightings of it. How could you not? Surely the sight of the thing would cause a stir, and without feathers, Jamie was pretty sure it couldn't fly. The idea of the bloody, practically child-sized bird hobbling around their street at night scared the shit out of Jamie. I know it's messed up, but... I'm kind of glad it's gone. No kidding. My mom and dad are home more now. Faye told Jamie she was pretty sure her parents avoided their home because of the bird. Now that it was gone, her family's relationship had improved. It was so noisy at night. It always kept me awake. I'd be so tired at school to do anything. Jamie realized Faye didn't choose to stay away from the other cakey kids in class. She was always just too exhausted to play. The two strolled in silence until they got to Faye's house. I need to tell you, I think it liked you. What? Jamie's chicken skin instantly came back. Faye went on to explain. 
after the day Jamie visited, the minor bird started saying another phrase. Why did she leave? Why did she leave me? The creature never said that phrase before Jamie's visit, but it must have been something the uncle constantly said as well. The bird only ever repeating his words. They said their farewells for the last time. Jamie giving Faye a hug goodbye. As she continued walking to her own home, Jamie couldn't stop thinking. All those nights, she woke up in a sweat from terror. Were those nightmares really dreams? Or was the bald, bloody bird she saw staring at her through the window each night. The real thing. Why did you leave me? Jamie decided, then and there, she never wanted to find out the truth. Spooky, yeah? So as soon as I heard the original version of this story by Yoshida Yuki, which involved a bald parrot, it reminded me of a memory I had when I was about four or five years old. Near the big island town my mom grew up in was a local barber slash salon. In the corner of this little shop was a large white cage with a mina bird, not bald. All across the islands, you can find the common mina, which were originally from Asia, but were brought into Hawaii in the mid-1800s to reduce sugar plantation pests. Mina birds are highly intelligent, often seen dropping macadamia nuts on the road, so incoming cars would crush the hard shell, exposing the fatty nut inside. The birds quickly became an invasive pest, spreading weeds and threatening other native bird species. I don't know if the minor bird in the cage of the shop was a rescue or just a pet since it was young, but that bird was able to talk. I've never heard of common mina talking or imitating words before, and that memory always stuck with me. I've seen bald parrots around, which are pretty gross looking to begin with, but then I saw a bald mina, which was definitely nightmare fuel. I'll include a picture on my Instagram, ghostlore.of.hawaii as well as link to it in the show notes. I started imagining 
If the bald minas grew larger than normal and lived decades like parrots do, that could be the start of a creepy version of Yoshida's story. And guess what? Some species of mina birds can get to be decades old. And the largest species of mina can get pretty damn big as well. So, there it was. My first self-generated nightmare of a bird, weirdo. So I hope you enjoyed my version of this tale. Thank you again to Yoshida Yuki and the ladies at Kaidan Japanese Scary Stories. What did you think? Creepy AF? Or nah, just one bird. Shout out to my friend Lino from episode 5. He has a genuine fear of all birds. All birds. (laughs) Seriously. (laughs) Love you, bud. So thank you again. Melekaliki Maka. Happy holidays. If you're all boss from those green bottles, or you indulged in too much paranormal pakalolo, that you're talking like a parrot. Smoke weed. (laughs) Stay safe. Make sure you don't drive. Be careful busting those fireworks. You know Hawaii goes hard every New Year's. And see you next year. Shoots. Laters. If you enjoy Ghost Lore of Hawaii, please leave a rating on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. It's extremely helpful to independent produced podcasts like this one. Do you have a topic or story you'd like to hear on the podcast or just want to say hi? You can reach me at ghostlore.of.hawaii at gmail.com. Although I intend for all historical information to be 100% true, I cannot guarantee it always will be. Please look into any topics that may interest you on your own. There's so much awesome information, I just cannot fit into one episode. My apologies if a story you've heard on the podcast differs from the traditional version. In some instances, I may alter names and locations for privacy's sake. Colorless carcass. Sweet, come on this way. <laughs> Sweet, come on this way. Why am I saying wait? Wait. Sweet, come on this way. Sweet, come on this way. Yeah, it's not gonna get better than that.